Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. In today's episode, Stephen brings some wisdom to us from a man who's been on a journey of sexual wholeness for a while. What can we learn from an older saint in the faith? What's the value of pursuing faithfulness and continuing to fight for purity and holiness over a lifetime? Our hope by sharing these nuggets of wisdom is that you might be inspired to keep going on your own pursuit of sexual wholeness and recognize that what you learn along the way will have value to others on a similar journey. For resources to help you take your next best step, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. All right, Stephen Cervantes, here we are again. Classes in session. Yes, back on the Pure Sex Radio program here today. I'm so excited to have you listeners with us. Where people get smarter, live longer, enjoy life better here on the Pure Sex Radio program. Wow, is that a new tagline or something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I was actually, I'm kind of excited about this discussion today because... um, You've got some notes here for us from uh, an older gentleman mm-hmm. who is um, kind of on a sexual wholeness journey, mm-hmm. um, and you said there were just some kind of neat insights that he had to share. Yes. And, and I, th- I think there's, you know, just as a little sidebar before we even get started, I, I have this um, kind of little side mission yeah. that I'm on. Okay. In, in the American culture, especially in the American Christian culture. Okay. And that is recognizing and trying to to draw people in to relationships with older saints. Hmm. I think we have we discard our elderly so quickly hmm. in this culture because we worship youth that we are losing so much of a treasure oh, wow. of wisdom and experience. And so I just... That's me, people. Yeah. <laughs> that's me, folks. So th- I'm excited about this because I'm like, um, what can we learn from this older saint as oh, he's on good. this journey? Yeah. So I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of good insights for our listeners today. So this guy struggled all his life. I asked him permission to tell some of his story. He said, yes, if it'll bless anybody. We never use a name. Um, but I feel like God uses each of us to bless each of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, he said, I've, I've crossed a point in my life. It just happened in the last few weeks. I've been battled sexual integrity all my life, but I crossed over and this is funny, but I want to be clean again. Mm. I want to be clean again. And I, we started unpacking that. I said, well, what, what does that mean? He said, I have a deep desire to be clean, but I don't have a template. I haven't practiced clean. I don't really know how to live clean. Clean has not been my goal. So I don't have a template for clean. But I started paying attention to myself. I'm trying to learn me better. I live with me. Why do I torment me? Why do I do dumb things? Hmm. I really want to feel better about myself. But I'm divided. I'm a Christian. And I say this, but then I do that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I especially like the idea of him recognizing there's this, there's a disconnect between what he says and what he does. Because I think, I mean, I don't know about you, Stephen, but in dealing a lot with Christian men, that's one of the most common disconnects that I see is they have a set of beliefs that they say, Mm. but their actions do not line up with those beliefs. And so there's kind of this distance between, you know, we talk about head and heart kind of thing, right? But there's this distance between what they say they believe or who they say they are, Mm. and yet their actions are over here contradicting that. Right. And so, that's all of us, right? When there's some level sin, of divide that we all have, struggle yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, you know? but I mean, there's a big sexual divide that's obvious. And then we're cleaning up the rest of our lives. Sometimes I'm selfish, I'm angry, I'm controlling, I'm worrying, whatever. I'm, God's always cleaning up something in me. Mm-hmm. But this is a big, the big divide that we know that men get into when they break their sexuality and their Christianity in half. I also think it's interesting how he talks about, I have no template to be clean, you know. Isn't that a great idea? Think about it. You have to have a practice and a skill set and insight and awareness and boundaries and language. You really, you have to know clean and and desire it and speak it and think it and practice and pray it. Mm -hmm. But he's got no template. So he said, when I was young, I decided I wanted to be a very sexual person. Now I'm old and I'm tired. But if I go back far enough, even before what I just said about being sexual, there was a very young part of myself. And this was my very first belief about sexuality. I'm going to have sex on my wedding day and not before. That's the old young me. If I could go back to the cleanest part of me who had the simple desire to follow God, do what's right, rein in my sexuality versus the growing up teenage part of me that says, well, let's go sexually crazy. Mm. He said, "I, I want to find my younger self again because I want to finish better with his thinking than the teenage crazy boy that said, let's go for this. Well, you know what I'm hearing in this is uh, a word that I wrote down here is he's longing for innocence. Mm. Uh, you know, he's, he puts it in language like, I desire to be clean. And I think on one level we can understand that. Yeah, you know what, I don't want to be doing these things that I've been doing that have been, you know, marring the image of God in me and all these kinds of things. But then when he talks about, I want to go back to young me. I want to go back to innocent. Yeah. I mean, like before I started yes. adopting and, and grabbing on to all this stuff that's mm-hmm. been, you know, dirtying me up over the years. And I love that. I think there's something um I think there's a need for us on a on a regular basis to try to to desire to be recalibrated in that way. Of like maybe it's even something that could be part of a daily practice of God yes. today. Yes. Give me that sense of innocent little boy. I, I yes. want to be, I want to have a sense of wonder in my life and curiosity. Yes. And I, I want to be like, like Adam in the garden before there was a knowledge of evil. Yes. That's like, beautiful. You know, before he ate, they ate from the fruit, they only had knowledge of good. 
That was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so we were never meant to know evil. And so there's a sense in like, take me back to the garden. I want to be in a sense, in a state where yeah. I, my mind won't even be able to go to places yes. of evil. And it's a beautiful thing. That's that, a beautiful thought you think about. So uh, he said, I, I don't have a path. I have a worn out, torn up, uh, gorging path of self-pleasure. But I need a new path, like you said, a new template, right? I need a new path. And it has to be one where I recover my innocence. I was once innocent. I started innocent. And then I sold myself out. And my young teenage self started bonding to women. And I learned to bond to women well. But I did not hold my innocence and bond to my God well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, I think this is uh, again going back to the dividedness, right? We we learn to bond in a particular way that is not necessarily the way in which God had designed us to bond to other people, and then sometimes through that path, we are moving further and further away from having any kind of real connection with God, which is one reason why then we actually struggle to have healthy relationships with other people. Right. Because I think it's it's from our sense of security and bondedness and closeness and intimacy with God mm. that I think we then know how to actually have healthy, deep relationships with other people. So yes. if we get that flipped out of order and say, hey, listen, I basically just learned how to bond with bodies i learned how to bond with women through my my physical mm-hmm. lusts well then i'm not cultivating an intimate relationship with god so then it's kind of all it's all flipped on its head it's all upside down and and backwards that's good so he he says father am i enough i don't feel like i'm enough am i enough father because i want to be enough And it's such an innocent thought that I'm enough for my God. It's very simple that I'm enough that I could be innocent and and, uh, little and free and light, and that would be enough that innocence is a good goal for my God, and that's enough because what I've done is I've lied all my life. And today I admit there can be no more lying to me, to God, to others, I cannot live the lie anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I love this because there's an awakening that's happening. You know, he he admitted mm-hmm. before about the dividedness, his disconnection from God, and then I think it's so important that we finally get to that point where we realize there's deception that's right. part of this. I've been lying to myself. I've been trying to lie to God, which we can't. Nobody can lie to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I've been lying to other people in my life. Mm. And and in some ways, then we have to admit I'm living a lie because of the di- dividedness. Right. Um, and, you know, it's that whole idea of I project one thing to other people when actually on the inside I'm something completely different. Like you said earlier, I say this, but I do that. Oh, right? yeah. So I have fooled others and I even fooled myself. I escape, and I escape well, and I pursue pleasure, and I pleasure myself well. I've played being stupid and not pretending that this wasn't, that I had it under control, it wasn't getting worse, 
And now as I look back through the years, and the summary is, I have gotten worse. Before, I did not care to be good. But today, I just want to be good. Yeah, you know, two things that I see here. One is, you know, earlier we are talking about innocence. And I really do believe that it's out of innocence that we can actually truly become wise because the, mm-hmm. the Bible says that the beginning of wisdom or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, what does it take? It, it takes us humbling ourselves before God. But what I'm hearing here is when he says, I've played stupid, I'm saying, you know what? The biblical word for that is a fool. Mm. You know, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. The fool is, you know, there's a laziness, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, insatiable appetite, you know, to a fool that continues to try to, you know, Proverbs 6 through 8 really talks all about the wayward woman and how, you know, the young fool is chasing after <clears throat> after that. And um, and so it's, it's natural that then he would conclude, I didn't really care to be good because that's the path of the fool. Mm. The fool is never going towards what's right and good. Right. The fool is always blazing a path towards what is... Um, Mm. unwise and unhealthy. So he continued, I sought pleasure, but today I'm changing. I didn't used to care, but today I'm starting to care about me and my life and what I've done looking back and what's ahead. In the past, I wanted new. I wanted more. I wanted different But as I sit here quietly, what I really want is God. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that strikes me here, and this is something that I think we've got to talk about more in our culture that is so consumed with novelty. You know, what's the next new thing? What is the next Mm -hmm. bright thing? What's the next shiny thing? What's the next thing that's going to give you pleasure and, and, and satisfaction? And what I see here is, that whole idea of new, more, different, new, more, different, right. is it is a path of absolute exhaustion. Yes. There's no peace. There's no rest. And what I love about what he's saying is he says, today I want God, period. Mm. And and think about it. Can, can you ever actually have anything more if all you have is God? Hmm. He's the creator of all things. He's infinite in his love and in his, you know, uh, character. And so there's a sense in which there's a simplicity that he now has, but his simplicity is connected to the source of all contentment Mm. that you could ever have. I mean, can God um, satisfy you intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, Mm. even physically? I mean, think about all the wonderful food that he's given to us on this planet Mm. and all the, can he satisfy you in your sleep? Mm. I mean, I just, I love this because I think so many times we don't realize how much we are being deceived in our culture by real satisfaction comes through new, more different, new, more different. That's right. And he's finally, here's an old saint, right? That's saying, you know what? I've lived a long time and I'm realizing that the new, more different path sucks. It doesn't really, it doesn't lead to where I thought it would lead. And now I'm realizing all I really want is God. And that simple focus can bring a whole new kind of contentment and joy to my life that I didn't have before. He said, I want to do over. (laughs) I want to do over. I want to do my life over. 
I want to pick good and goodness and God and godliness. When you lose your innocence, you can never get it back. Mm. I lost mine. And I don't know how to go back. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand the sentiment yeah. of what he's saying in terms of when you lose your innocence, you can never get it back. But I also believe in the power and the truth of the gospel. Amen. That's right. And that is that we're told that if the Son sets you free, you are yeah. free indeed. Yes. We're told that we have been clothed in the righteous robes of Christ. Mm-hmm. We've been told that though our sins were as uh, you know red as scarlet, they've been made white as snow. I mean, just mm-hmm. the idea that there is something to the power of God being able to transform us back yes. into a, a state of, of innocence spiritually, that's the good news. And one of the ways that I put it is um, when I tell my story sometimes, I talk about the difference between the, the change in behavior mm. and the change in desire. I had... I had an expectation and a hope at the beginning of my recovery that God could change my behaviors because I thought God's powerful. Mm. But you know what? I never knew that he could go to the level of actually changing my desires. Like I never thought that there could be a point in my life where I didn't want Mm. to sin in those ways. Like, like he could make me actually have new desires, like new yes, passions. Yes. And so I want to, you know, encourage our listeners and also encourage this guy here that, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying in the sense that, hey, once that, that line has been crossed, you can't uncross it. In other words, you can't undo right. the things that you've done in your past. Right. But God can transform your soul, can transform your spirit and your Amen. mind. And that's good news. That's good. And I think that that's our... We're going to say that that again at the close here, because he's saying, I don't have a template. I don't know yeah. how to go back. I can't find my way back. Can you even go back? I don't think you can go back. So originally, I did not fight for true innocence. Rather, I picked an experiment to experiment with my sexuality and see where it would lead me. I see now I made a poor choice. I have damaged my own soul. Mm-hmm. A comment or Go pass? ahead. Yeah. Okay. Every line you cross, he said, makes you worse. You sin more, you swim more and more in a sea of sinful pleasure. And don't lie to yourself. There are consequences for sinful actions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the last part. You say something. Go ahead, yeah. Read on? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I guess I could say something on that. I mean, I think we all understand the idea that there's consequences for actions, but I think some of the ways that our our sin deceives us is um, like, okay, yeah, listen, we understand there's consequences for for actions, but that won't happen to you. All right. It's not going to happen to me. Somebody else will have a negative consequence. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is going to lose their marriage. Somebody else is going to get a disease. Somebody else is going (laughs) to... you know, die from this. And it's like, we don't think that those consequences, that's a deception of sin, Mm. is thinking that I can keep crossing this line and it won't ever actually impact me. That happens to other people, you know. Right. That's exactly, that's the right, wrong thinking. Right. That that got him here. So how do I roll back my life? How do I take 25 years of sinful pleasure off my back? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Living a good life does not carry these consequences. What have I done to my mind and my soul? I want to reclaim my innocence. I want to do good for God for the next 25 years. Right? Because I've, mm-hmm. I've been doing bad for 25 years. Right, yeah. How about I shift and I do 25 good years for God? And ultimately, I want people to see God in me. Mm-hmm. Not me carry a secret sexual life that nobody sees and there is no God, but that you see that God transformed me. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with that. So when he says, you know, living a good life does not carry these consequences, you know, one of the things that I think is really profound about the transformation that God wants to do in our lives mm-hmm. is that um, when we start walking in the way that he's designed us, in in many ways, then it actually doesn't matter what our circumstances are. So I this I don't believe this guy is saying, because it would be incorrect, that, you know, hey, listen, if you live— you know, if you live a good life, in other words, if you live a life according to the way God's designed you, uh, you won't have any problems, right. or you won't have any challenges, you won't have any heartache. Mm-hmm. I think w- what is being s- said here is, you know what, the the heaviness on the soul, the lack of contentment, the lack of peace mm-hmm. is what comes from all of that that I've right. been doing. When I start aligning my life with God, when I say, all I want is God, Mm. when I get that singular focus and I really start pursuing him, then if the job goes away, if a relationship falls apart, Mm. if a loved one dies, if I come down with an illness, like there's, my soul is still intact. My soul is still at peace. My soul can still be content because... I want God. And with yeah. him, I you know, I can like Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens right. me. That was in the context of a contentment passage mm. of saying, Hey, I know what it is to have a lot, I know what it is to have nothing, I know what it is to be, you know, yes. um suffering, I know what it is to be fine. And he's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's good. So I would say This is a beautiful story mm-hmm. of a guy that's waking up and saying, I have time left. Um, I, I want to use the rest of my years wisely uh, and have strength and mind and body and resources, but I'm going to have to get a new map. The map I set out on didn't get me where I really want to go, and I'm awake now and engaged now, and I need a new map, and it is the map of innocence in pursuit of God. Mm-hmm. And I... I think God can give you back the years that locusts ate. He, from this day forward, he can, he can restore you. And you can walk in innocence one day at a time. And I do think we have to protect our innocence. We live in a difficult time, difficult culture. And so, but I think he's got it right. I'm going to go back to the kid that said, I want to protect my sexuality. I want to honor God. I want to live clean. Yeah, innocence, right? Go back to innocence. And I want to carry innocence into my old age. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. And when people see me, he's a simple 
man who's who lives clean and innocent, who loves his God. I can I can even see God in him. Yeah. That's the new template. Now, speaking of templates and maps, what's up with uh would the emotional <laughs> map be helpful oh. in this? Uh... Yeah, that's coming. Okay. Well, let's do an episode on that. You can at least tease it here, right? <laughs> no, the first copy just got printed yesterday. Okay. Well. We're proofing it now. It looks good. Okay. Well, you tell the listeners about it, because this is going to, by the time this releases, I mean, you probably oh, okay, have it ready okay. to go. Oh, okay, okay. That's good. You've got, a, you've got so this I'm going to see a copy resource, tomorrow. Right? Yeah. I'm going to see a copy tomorrow. Okay. Go ahead. We have another resource. Stand by. It's a tease. Yeah, well, I mean, give them a little bit more than that. Like no. you're, you've created this emotional maps mapping system, right? Yes, to help map yourself out to see how you're divided, and it really is a callback to innocence. Ultimately, we're designed for innocence. We have to protect our innocence. We play roles, and we have pain, and and we do goofy things, and we try to solve problems with our sexuality. But I love this idea that we were made for innocence. Mm-hmm. And if we protect it, man, we can enjoy the heck out of this planet and each other and our sexuality. Yeah. But it has to be done from a mindset of innocence. And so if if the resource is ready to go when this airs, we will put that link in the show notes for you guys to be able to get uh, a copy of that. Otherwise, we'll probably do a later <laughs> broadcast. We are, we actually are, just so you know, another tease is, and this puts us on the hook too, is we plan at some point to also do kind of another webinar series, like a training series that would yeah. go through the map. And so be on the lookout for that in the future as well. But um, I want to encourage all of you as our listeners and viewers, um, lean in to older saints Lean into mm, some good. some people in your life that they've been they've been walking, mm. um, uh, you know. None of us walk this journey perfectly, but they've been stumbling in the right direction. And uh, lean into those saints because they've got wisdom, they've got experience, they've got sometimes the very things that you need in order mm. to take your next step of of healing of growth. Um, and so, I encourage you to find some some older saints in your life to really. Uh, rub shoulders with. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that he who walks with the wise grows wise. Oh, that's good. And so we need to be, wa- and and you don't get wisdom instantly. Wisdom is something that happens over time. And so find some old saints to walk alongside. We're grateful that you've been with us, everybody. Yes. And uh, we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. So take God care. Bless. Thank you. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.